What's going on, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the podcast. Today, I'm joined by yet another special guest. My guest today is an absolute beast. He is hands down one of the hardest working individuals I know, personal trainer, keto enthusiast, and self-proclaimed heavyweight snuggle champ. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Sean Land. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me, Scott. What's going on, brother? How are you? I miss you. Oh, I miss you too, man. I miss you too. You've been you've been off doing big things in Vegas, <laughs> making me jelly. Yeah, I, I went off the grid. I'm hanging out in the city of sin. I'm honestly, I'm just having so much fun out here that like everything you know in Scottsdale is great, but it's nice to just change the pace a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to go. You got to go where the content is and where the 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 you know the good vibes are. And it sounds like you got a nice little. Nice little crew out there. So you got to go outside those, those Scottsdale horizons. It's easy. It's easy to get stuck out here, as you know. Yeah, definitely. Well, I will say that the Vegas fam is very strong, uh, and I look forward to getting you out here sooner than later because you would absolutely just thrive out here, brother. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's. I think it's going to need to happen. So I'm happy we we're able to get you not only on the podcast today, but man, we did that YouTube last week, and I can't even tell you like how many messages I've gotten asking us when we're doing the next food challenge. Oh man, the, fe- the feedback was insane. I mean, I knew it would be, I, th- I had like such a fun time shooting it. That's what makes this all like so much better. Cause it's so much, so much fun doing it all. But I got, I got so much, so much good feedback from like all demographics too. That's the, that's the part I was the happiest about. I got, I got feedback from like teenagers all the way up to like, you know, 60 plus saying that it was entertaining. So I think, I think that we did a good, I think we did a good job. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I got pretty much like the same feedback too. And it's just funny, like one, how much people love watching like the food challenges or the mukbangs on YouTube content. But, you know, a lot of people, what they said to me is they were actually really impressed with how much we threw down. And I got to be honest, you crushed it. Like you, you just smashed me. <laughs> like, well, I was, how many rolls did you end up eating again? I can't even remember. It was, it was like 60 some. 68 rolls and then a bowl of the ice cream just to like just to rub it in yeah so six, 68 to 57 you won plus you had the bowl of ice cream for dessert i definitely like i said i get i tip my hat off to you because you destroyed that challenge and i really did try to keep up with you but i just there was no way but next time man rematch you are going down <laughs> well you're definitely a worthy adversary so i, I gotta make sure i i gotta start looking up my old school i gotta start watching old school kobayashi and jerry chestnut <laughs> videos or whatever make sure i'm i'm using the right the right technique uh because yeah, yeah no, you got, for um for outweighing you by like what you got me by like 100 pounds i think almost 100 pounds yeah so for outweighing you by 100 pounds like an 11 roll difference isn't that isn't that big so you know what like i think people are always impressed by how much i eat and they don't realize that like my maintenance calories are at about four thousand every single day as is so i mean that's that's a lot of food yeah, four thousand is a lot. Like if you guys aren't, if you guys like are aren't aware, I mean, unless you're just eating absolute garbage, that's the thing. So Scott's talking about four thousand calories of clean food. Clean. So four thousand yeah. calories of clean food is is insane. You know, like four thousand calories if you're like eating McDonald's all day is not that hard, but eating clean, like high quality food, four thousand mm-hmm. is a lot. And, that, and take it from somebody that does like six or seven thousand, it's fucking, it's a shit ton of food. It's it is a lot, and it's always funny when people have this misconception that like. I need to eat more or I need to eat a burger. Well, trust me, guys, there's plenty more food challenges coming your way on the YouTube and you're going to see how much I actually eat. And I think you guys are like, okay, wow, dude, you're, you're the skinniest fat kid. I know (laughs) you definitely have a, your, your inner, your inner being is, is like a, like a Buddha. I'm I'm a foodie for sure. What, uh, what should we eat next though? I mean, we talked about like pizza, maybe wings. I feel like when the state fair comes around, there could be some good dirty fried food challenges. I don't know. Oh man. Well, the only thing, so the pizza would be good. That's definitely going to like, it's going to crush me. So since I'm keto, like if I do like, like, uh, the sushi was a great choice. Cause like those, those, that white rice, you know, like your, your body digested like baby food and the Mm -hmm. rest of it was like fish and avocado. So it's all like, easily digestible food like when you the real challenge is when you start eating food that isn't digested easy so if you're looking at like pizza that's gonna be a little rough with the grease and then if god if you had like a uh, funnel cake eating contest like it wouldn't it wouldn't be so bad while we're doing it but i tell you what four or five hours later you wouldn't want to live you wouldn't want to be in my bathroom (laughs) that morning after is just gonna be brutal for me when we do like fried food challenges but you know what we got to give the people what they want so i hope you guys enjoy 
Yeah, I know. We'll do one real soon. I enjoy. I, I had like the fucking. It wasn't the second day. It wasn't the second day, and it probably has something to do with my insulin sensitivity. But this, the um, and like the day after. I mean, it wasn't the day after, but two days later, my pump in the gym was like painful. It was, <laughs> I was so I was so fucking pumped. Like a few days later, that I was like in pain. So it, it was, it's it, it's it, funny you say that because I think like after that sushi mukbang we did i had just some insane workouts like two and three days afterwards i know you actually filmed uh another youtube video with uh davy michael and he's yep. a beast as well so that sushi probably worked in uh, your advantage yeah no it definitely did I was, I was super pumped that day so that was nice not looking like a a punk on the youtube <laughs> never man never well so again i'm happy that we got you on the youtube video last week i'm happy we've got you on the podcast right now i know we've talked a lot offline about doing some collabs in the future because i mean we've known each other for about 10 years right yeah it's been a fast 10 years but it's it's geez yeah exactly it's been about exactly 10 years almost time flies when you're having fun <laughs> yeah i know and the sad part is like three or four of those years i don't really remember so yeah we're gonna we're gonna dive into that later on so Let's actually, let's kind of start off. So for those of you guys listening, uh, definitely go follow Sean on Instagram. The dude is constant motivation, constant goals. Like I said at the top of the show, probably one of the hardest working guys I know. And I like to consider myself a hard worker, but Sean even works harder than I do. He's up before I am, up later than I am. So kind of tell everybody, what, uh, what's your story? Well, um, I've always been in. I've always been into fitness. I mean, even when you met me back when I was a, uh, a whippersnapper, I mean, I was always, you know, pretty pretty in shape. I take it to a different level now because, um, you know, you reach that, reach that level of maturity where there's a mixture of muscle maturity as well as emotional maturity, mm -hmm. and uh, you start making better decisions in your life because when you're feeling good, when you're in shape, you look the part. You know, you start making more money. You start making more money. You're feeling good. You're feeling secure. So it all kind of goes in a big cycle and then also your relationships are better whether they're your you know relationship with your significant other or just your friendships your business relationships they're better when you're on point so you kind of get to the point where you're um you're making better decisions with your food your training your sleep because um the rewards you know it, you, you start you're starting to get rewarded for it and uh and then if you do it for a long enough time some of the long-term goals start start coming into play so basically you know, when I was younger, I took it, you know, I took it serious as far as my training, but I was kind of rough around the edges with diet and everything like that. You know, I like to have a good time and, and party and stuff, but I've always had my personal training business and uh, I've always enjoyed helping others and making transformations. And I really like the coaching aspect of it. Um, you know, I grew up wrestling and, and doing MMA and jujitsu and stuff. So I've always been coached by awesome individuals. And, uh, you know, my, my private high school wrestling coach was Olympic champion, you know, so I always... I always got into, uh, I always really dug, you know, um, letting people kind of, you know, you're helping people discover that inner, you know, that inner depth inside them that they mm -hmm. can go to achieve stuff. So that's where the personal training came in because you work with people of all levels, whether they're a high level athlete or they're just like a stay at home mom. But if there's nothing that really gets me more excited than when someone's like, holy shit, I didn't even know I could do that. And then they, and you, you can kind of take them to that level. So that's where I've been with my, my, my personal training. Um, you know, the last, I'd say four years, I definitely took it a lot more serious because, you know, gosh, you're, you're, you're experiencing it in Vegas right now, but some of these guys mm -hmm. out there, whether they're competitors or they're influencers, I mean, holy shit, not only their work ethic, but I mean, the physique that these guys bring and the, the kind of, you know, some of these guys are just outrageously strong and looking at guys like Mike Rasheed and, and, uh, you know, Bradley Martin and stuff. I mean, these mm -hmm. guys are freaks, but they're also not just sitting on their ass. You know, they're sitting, they're not only, they're not only killing it in the gym, but what you're watching them do is like, they're killing it online. They're killing it at expos. You know, they're, they're constantly on. So I just kind of made a decision the last few years. Like, I'm just going to be on, you know, I just turned 31 like a week ago. So uh, I'm kind of at the point now where I'm just, I'm just ready to, I'm ready to do it. So, I mean, my day consists of, I get up about 3:55 and, um, the reason I did, the reason I started to do that is because, uh, uh, you know, Jocko, the uh, Navy SEAL guy. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. So he says he gets up at four. So I said, "Fuck that! I'm getting up at three <laughs> fifty I love it. I love it. I thought, yeah. So uh, I think he would appreciate that if you heard that. So I get up at three fifty-five. I hit my fasted cardio. Um, I don't do I don't do like hard fast cardio every day. I don't think you should do cardio all the time if you're trying to mm -hmm. depending on what your physique is. But 
the minimum I always do 10 minutes of cardio because it just wakes me up. Yeah. And it prepares me for my day. And then, um, um, you know, my first client is usually at 5 a.m. or my, I have a boot camp, you know, at 5 a.m. And, uh, you know, so my, my whole theory with training is you should be as good for your first client as you are for your last client mm-hmm. or my first, be as good for your last client as your first client, because these people are paying you to be on, you know, you're supposed to be there motivating. So if you're just standing around fucking like counting reps, not paying attention, not motivating, not congratulating, you know, you're kind of robbing these people of their money and they should find somebody, they should give their money to somebody who can do that. And if you, if you can only do that for four or five clients a day, you should only be training four or five clients a day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like to think that I can do that for 12 hours straight. And, you know, it sucks. I do have to dump a lot of my emotional energy into these people, but like, it's totally worth it. Cause I get invited to fucking weddings. I get, like, I get like a few thousand bucks in birthday gift cards from these people. I mean, they really appreciate it. They show me their appreciation constantly. So that's what makes it worth it. So yeah, I start my day off and I uh, get up and then I, you know, after I, I do my fasted cardio, I usually eat the same freaking thing. I have, uh, an egg and cheese omelet with bacon, uncured bacon, or I have like uncured sausage. And that gets me going. And then, yeah, I'm a big keto guy, as everybody knows. Um, you know, I think it's just the best diet because it just makes me so sharp, dude. It just allows me to be on and creative and stuff. So I'm just, um, I'm not against carbs. Like I, you're somebody that utilizes carbs really well and doesn't like, you know, you're a perfect example of somebody who like knows how to use their carbs and mm-hmm. use them to their, use them to their advantage with their workout and everything else. But for me, man, since I've done this keto thing, I've like really, uh, I just really like, this is my life now. So, um, I got to give credit to Marcus Haley, who, if you guys don't know, he's like a, a successful IFBB bodybuilder. He's who really turned me on to it in the first way. Mm-hmm. And he kind of showed me how he did it and how he managed it with his digestion and his refeeds and made it so that, you know, if you're a big guy like me, 250 pounds, like you're not going to lose all your muscle. So he kind of just didn't, he didn't just show me keto. He kind of showed me to do it the right way. And I've kind of made it my own. So, so yeah, so my day consists of that. And then I, you know, I get to the gym right now. I'm trying to self-made which is a fucking fantastic facility. If you guys haven't heard of it, you know, Scott, you know, you know, Jeff uh, pretty well, the owner and stuff. Oh, Jeff's, Jeff's the man. I, I literally, ever since I met Jeff, I, I can't even say enough how grateful I am because just the people I've met uh, from his network and that have connected with me. I mean, everyone there is just dope. And the gym, honestly, we kind of joked about this where we said that gym from an aesthetic, the lighting, the equipment, it speaks for itself, but we don't even go there because of those things. We go there because of the vibe, the energy, the people. That's what makes it um, really my home away from home. Well, I got mad respect. So this is uh, this isn't like for show or anything. But the reason I love Jeff so much is because he's the only guy that shows up and cleans his own fucking gym. You know, like the, the owner, is yeah, going around mopping and vacuuming and stuff. He's a you know ex-military, so he holds it to a high standard. So I've always hated dirty gyms. Like I don't care. Like. I love hardcore gyms, but if it's mm-hmm. like dirty, man, like if you, if it's like if I'm like getting itchy from like using your bench, like I don't like that shit. I'm kind of a, it's gross. Yeah, I mean, you guys, well, if you guys watch my stuff, I'm a little bit of a metro sexual, so I like to keep my shit <laughs> clean. Like I'll go there and bang weight like a motherfucker, but like yeah, if I'm getting ringworm from your shit, dude, I'm not happy. Yeah, no, that's that's too far. And I mean, honestly, so like I'll t- I think I told you this story, but it was maybe like eleven o'clock at night a couple weeks ago. And I usually go in there pretty late just so I can have the gym to myself and just kind of, you know, bump my own music and, and film content for YouTube and whatnot. And uh, so it was literally just me and Jeff in there, 11 o'clock at night. And what's he doing? He's cleaning the gym by himself. And so I put my weights down. I walk over and I said, hey, man, I said, do you, do you need some help? He goes, no, enjoy your workout. And I literally looked at him and I said, you know, this is one thing I always respect about you is you're the type of leader who you're not going to ask anyone to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. And the fact that, you know, he's not there posting it on social media. He doesn't need, he doesn't need anyone to pat him on the back. He just does it because he's the kind of guy who just always does the right thing. And from the moment I kind of met him, I I could tell that. And I mean, yeah, he, he's just a legend. His business partner, Miguel, um, big shout out to Miguel. I've yet to meet him in person, but we've talked on social media and, I mean, he's super inspiring and motivational as well. So I'm, I'm just grateful for the self-made family, to be honest. Yeah, no, not trying to just, you know, not, this isn't like a, they're not even paying us to say this. We're just saying it because it's true. (laughs) No, this isn't like a, yeah, this isn't like a self-made like nut sucking festival or anything. It just, um, you know, Jeff Jeff said, yeah, Jeff said something that resonated with me because it's something I say all the time. And if you Mm -hmm. watch my posts, my stories, I always kind of say this stuff, but like, 
you know, his whole attitude is like, I may not be the smartest guy in the room or the biggest guy or the strongest guy, but I'll work you into the ground. Mm-hmm. That's literally my, that's literally what gets me out of bed every day is, you know, I have certain goals and, um, you know, there may be some guys that have more God given talent than me, but like, I will not, I will die hard on everything. You know, I go, I go everything as hard as possible to do. So, you know, I like when I'm around other people, um, you know, my, you know, when I'm around other people like that, I love it. And then you posted something like this the other day about, uh, you know, just like the people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, gosh, if I could tell you, like, if there's any younger people listening to this, like, if I could tell you one thing that you probably hated your parents saying, but like, if you look at your friends, you look at your, if you, if you mm-hmm. want to see your future, look at the people you surround yourself with. It's just so true. If you're just around people that like, just aren't motivated or they're just not on the same, you know, line with you, like, it doesn't mean you can't be their friend, but like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be spending most of your time around those people. You should, you should give, you know, you know, keep them at a fair distance where, you know, you love them, you respect them, you help them out. But if you're spending a lot of your time around people that don't have the mindset as you, you're, I mm-hmm. promise you, you're not going anywhere. And I, and I take that from somebody that did that for a long time. So, I mean, yeah, not, uh, I, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I, I think what I posted the other day was something along the lines of like, you know, they say you're the average of the five people you spend your time with. And I look around at the people I spend most of my time with. And I just literally smile and think I'm lucky because ah. the people that I'm surrounded with are succeeding in all the areas I aspire to succeed in my life. And to be able to utilize them as resources, to have their knowledge and experience, to help me grow and, and just follow my journey and my passion. I mean, I, I'm lucky as hell. I feel like I'm just living a dream every day. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, the other one I like is um, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yep. You know, so like, that's the other thing too. Like, don't be afraid to like, work with people that are more successful than you or, or, uh, you know, work out, work out with people that are in better shape than you. Like, that's like, that should, that you should look forward to that, you know? So that's another thing too. It's just me and Corey Upton actually had a good talk about this when we shot our, when we shot our, uh, our workout that's up on our YouTube right now, but Mm -hmm. it's just so, you know, Corey is, I guess technically would be a competitor of mine, but we've never, looked at things that way because we're not we're, we're not threatened by each other we're we're you know this is the fitness this is the health and wellness you know fitness industry mm-hmm. so like there's a lot of like adversarial shit and like even you scott like you know you have a different kind of thing than i do so I'm yeah really threatened by, you know but at the same time like you want to collab and do stuff together you don't like you know you want to you want me to meet the people you're meeting and yeah you want me to you want me to benefit from the things that you've created for yourself because you're not I mean, it really, what it comes down to is you're not threatened by me. You're like, no, not I at all. Yeah, <laughs> I want to help this guy because this guy might help me. But I think what it boils down to is everyone else is just threatened by each other. Sure. And it's like, it's like a freaking, like, it's like a weird, like, I don't know. It's, I don't well, say- well, it's like fear of the unknown almost. And for me, what it's always been is I just love collaborating because everyone brings something different to the table. And so, like, you know, yeah, there are, I guess you could say a lot of trainers or coaches that technically, yeah, you're all fighting for clients, right? So sure. Is there some competition? Maybe. But at the end of the day, I think that the pie is big enough for everybody where, you know what, like everyone has a niche, everyone has something there they specialize in. And I think that that just offers something different for everybody. And, and that's great. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly like you hit it right on the head. So, you know, there you and people are gonna want a variety no matter what. And mm-hmm. uh, if you are like the guy that everyone enjoys working with, who do you think is who do you think is gonna continue to have the momentum to work with people? You know, like if you worked with me and it was like, I don't know, man, the guy was weird. Like he didn't want to like didn't want me to say certain things. He didn't want like certain angles. You know, like just if you're if you're just like oozing insecurities and things like that like no one's gonna work with you again but if if you're you know in vegas and you're talking to guys like kenny like oh my god i had so much fun working with this guy yeah a good chance i'm gonna have those doors open to me so like you know people maybe um people need to like think about that when they're when they're working around you know whether they think they're competitors or not the cooler you are the the better you know people are going to reward you i've had like top trainers in the state which refer me clients because I'm just better at certain things than they are. And that's a big thing where I think a lot of people like they have a hard time maybe looking in the mirror and putting their ego aside where they won't necessarily admit that they're not the best at something. So like me, for example, I look at everything as like best use of time. Right. So if someone were contacting me for competition prep, listen, I'm a competitor myself. I'm a businessman. I don't have time to coach anybody like genuinely realistically as, as well as they need 
to properly succeed in a competition. So it would be selfish of me to take up their time, take their money and not give them the full attention to detail they deserve. Best use of my time would say, hey, here's a great coach I've worked with in the past, or here's a good friend that I know will treat you right. Because at the end of the day, I just want to provide them with a good experience for what they want to do to help them accomplish their goal, you know? Oh, absolutely. It's almost like a doctor, like the best doctor. Uh, I've been told, you know, not that I have any expertise, but I've been told the best doctors are the ones that refer. You know, if you're not the best at knee replacements, don't attempt it on somebody. Exactly. Send, send them to the guy who is the best, you know? So, um, and that goes with that, especially in like in what we do, man, like videographers, photographers, mm -hmm. I mean, there's videographers that just don't have the same style for what you're trying to do. So like a good videographer would be like, yeah, you know, I'd love to take your thousand bucks, but I know a guy that will shoot this just the way you want it. Like, I'm going to go back to that guy, you know, like so. it becomes more of a respect thing for me because I yeah. respect the honesty and just the openness of the, the fact that they say, Hey, I'm good, but there's someone better. And I want to introduce you to that person because it's going to help you more. And it's just like, that's a genuine person who I do want to work with in the future. Like you said. Yeah. It comes down to professional courtesy. Agreed. Yeah. So. And I mean, Hey, collabs don't go uh, the right way every time. I mean, I had a collab I was supposed to do recently and it kind of blew up in my face, like at the gym. Um, I'm not going to name names. I don't want to throw any shade at anybody, but at the end of the day, I don't have any hard feelings about the situation. If I saw this, uh, this guy again, he's an IFBB pro. I'd be cool with him. Hopefully maybe we'll link up in the future and do something, but you know what? Everyone has a good day. Everyone has a bad day and it just was what it was. So I think at the end of the day, like you just have to think like, is this going to be mutually beneficial? Does this make sense for everybody? And if it does, then yeah, let's create some cool shit together. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what people like to see. And then, you know, like it's not all kumbaya shit. It's just like, I think that's just kind of how you carry yourself and how I carry myself. I mean, yeah. some people like they make their, they make their, uh, they make their views and their fame off of different, different tactics. And I respect that. But my whole thing is I'm just always going to be like me and real and, I think it'll shine through eventually. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like what I always get, which I appreciate when I meet people is they, they say to me like, Oh, you're, you're pretty real. Like you, what you see is what you get. And I'm like, well, I mean, you know, maybe I hide behind a couple filters here and there on Instagram, but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, you can't hide behind smoke and mirrors. Like if you're not real, then it's going to come to the surface sooner than later. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get it for sure. Especially in this day and age, you're, you'll get exposed for sure. Yeah. I was so. going to say, Kenny will call you out. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you know what, as, <laughs> as the King of call outs and as someone I consider a close friend, I know if I don't keep it real, he's going to be the first person yeah, to gonna, put me on blast on YouTube. Sure, right? So he'll, Yeah. He'll definitely check you. I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I gotta, so but I gotta you, give him that. But you know what? Checks and balances. Cause I know he'll always keep me in line. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. If you're doing, if you're like doing bullshit or I think everybody in the industry is like against chicken hawking, you know, like mm -hmm. if you, if you like steal money from people with lies, like I think everybody's against that. So, you know, I, I, I definitely, you know, you're not going to really see me go after people, but I definitely won't support anybody that's like making money off of like bullshitting people. So I, you know, if that's, if, if you, if you're going to do that, there's a good chance someone's going to fucking like Kenny, someone's going to fucking find you. Yeah. If, you, call you out, if yeah. you're shady, I mean, it's only a matter of time before someone calls you out for it. So I just feel like if you just always do the right thing, then you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Right. So one of the things we were talking about earlier was your work ethic. And I mean, like I said, it's not often that I'll admit someone outworks me. And that's kind of one thing I pride myself on. But dude, like I said, you're up earlier than me every single morning you probably are up later than me. And I mean, I only sleep maybe four hours a day. So you started talking about your schedule a little bit. So you wake up at 3.55 in the morning, you do your fasted cardio, you have breakfast, and then your first client is at 5 a.m. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm always, I'm always working by five. And I, I mean, I just like it that way. Honestly, I've always like, I used to like kind of when I was younger, get off on the fact that I, you know, I made a few hundred bucks before any of my friends woke up. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so that was kind of like my... I used to kind of be like my braggadocious kind of thing. Like, oh, you know, I made 200 bucks before you got your ass out of bed today. It's a good feeling. So, yeah, I know it is a good feeling, especially when you get away from like, you know, I don't, I don't like fear and missing, missing out anymore. Mm -hmm. Like it used to be kind of, you know, once in a while it does get depressing when you're, you know, especially when you're in like a relationship or something, but you know, you're like rushing off to bed at nine because you have to get up. But, um, but I mean, the reward that's come from it is, is like totally outweighs like the, the FOMO, if you will, you know? Yeah. I mean, then, there's just nothing better than like genuinely seeing your hard work pay off. And I mean, you and I, we can talk about this a little bit. We had plenty of fun, long, long, long nights in old oh, town yeah. Scottsdale. And I mean, 
kind of like we joked about earlier at the top of the show, we said we spent so many years uh, living a different lifestyle while also trying to balance, you know, our fitness goals. And obviously, you know, as you grow up, you mature and you realize that it's just not a sustainable lifestyle. So um, yeah, I mean, let's, let's dive into the nightlife and, and the drinking aspect for a little bit, because oh, people definitely probably don't expect us to be talking about that. <laughs> you know, they're probably looking at our photos, they see the six packs, they see the shreds, and they're just like, okay, these guys haven't had a carb or a sip of alcohol in years. But um, unbeknownst to all of our listeners, I mean, we used to party probably harder than the majority of people listening. Yeah, and that's, and that's not Scott, like bragging. No, God, no, that's just know, me that's telling like- an honest truth. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess it goes. I guess a part of, I guess part of that is going to be, you know, what's special about Old Town Scottsdale, at least especially ten years ago. Is I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a higher concentration of nightclubs and bars in like a three mile radius in the world. Mm-hmm. I think I heard that somewhere. I, mean, I would believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have never been to Scottsdale, there's, you know, it's a little, it's not quite what it used to be, which in some ways I guess is good, but. I mean, you could party seven nights a week, mm-hmm. you know, each there's each bar had its own industry night and um, you could live if you wanted to, you could go out every single night and party. So the options were endless. And then, um, you know, a big, <laughs> a big um, influencer of partying and music and drug use are going to be women. And, Always. Like, you know, <laughs> and if you're talking about, if you, you know, if you're being real, if you're talking about Scottsdale, it's, it's definitely like going to be top. Dude, I dare I say top three in the country. There's so much temptation and distraction. And especially now, like, I mean, oh, God, I can just log onto my Instagram and I'm like tempted to go out in Old Town just based on photos I see of like these crazy hot chicks posting like where they're going to be. As far as like, you know, attractive women, I mean, that's a big, you know, when you're a young, good looking guy, you know, you want to be out and you want to be mm-hmm. around these girls and it, it raises your, you know, it raises your, uh, your fun level and everything like that. So, yeah, I mean, and then when you're, you know, I was like doing a little bit of the promoting stuff and mm-hmm. just kind of douchebagging around. So I, I made a name pretty quick for myself and you were, you know, a top bartender at one of the top nightclubs for a while. So it definitely wasn't difficult for you to, to <laughs> have access to all sorts of different things. So I guess like, you know, for being real, you know, I, I like, I, you know, I want to be like genuine to the listeners, but I mean, you know, my alcohol use and drug use was under control, but, I'm so happy that that's something that's not involved in my life at all because it's such a waste of time and money and uh, it just isn't a good look. So, you know, I'm not hating on anyone that does it. And, you know, we also have friends, but I think probably the reason that me and Scott are tasting the success we are is because that's just something that we've managed to leave kind of far behind us. Yeah. I mean, like for me, I was in nightlife and hospitality from the time I was 19 till I was about 29. So that's, that's a pretty lengthy stint. And what I kind of always joke about is I always say like industry years are kind of like dog years. So like everyone is seven. So it just ages you because you're in the scene, you're inundated with just the parties every night of the week. And it does become a really exhausting lifestyle. And for me, I think, it was probably about 26 when I kind of like had the light bulb shift where I was like, okay, like I'm making good money, but I'm really just living shift to shift. I don't have any skin in the game. Like maybe I should grow up. Right. And yeah. it still took me about four years to get out. Um, and it was funny. Like I was dating a girl at the time and she always used to kind of joke around and be like, well, I don't want to be dating a 30 year old bartender. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm making good money. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it was no, and that's the thing. Like you know, like I, you know, I'm not going to speak from experience, but like you know, like you guys can't, uh, especially in the golden in the golden years when, when you were doing it. But I mean, like you know, you were, you know, bartenders were making like good money. Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't play. It wasn't monopoly shit. I mean, like you guys were, especially after big events or big nights or fucking Jesus Christ, like New Year's and things like that. I mean, you guys were walking away with some serious money, so it's really easy to stay in that game because you're like, well, shit, I'm single. Mm-hmm. All I have is a rent you know and a, and a car payment and all you know i don't really have a lot of bills i don't have kids i don't have anything like that so why would i not do this i have infinite access to fun and women and stuff and you know i get to meet you know uh you know athletes and all this other stuff so it's, it's a definitely there's a glorious part of it but there's a ceiling you know for sure and once you kind of hit that ceiling like you're just kind of like yeah this is uh this is not sustainable at all yeah and i think for me like you know obviously i had my health scare a couple years back and i think for me that was really just the eye-opening experience where i realized like 
if not now, when? And what I mean by that yeah. is it was like, if I don't make serious changes to my health now, then I'm going to have to worry about it uh, again later. So, I mean, for me, I think like blessings in disguise, like I got that food poisoning accident. It really set me back. Um, like I've talked about a little bit, you know, financially, uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, it set me back in a bunch of different ways, but it was once I was able to recover from that setback that I was able to clearly define like my goals and why I was doing what I was doing and pursuing what I was with my health and fitness. Absolutely. And, you know, you are you in the real estate game, you know, you can mm-hmm. attest to this. For me, it's almost a little worse. But, um, you know, like, I, I'll be real with you. Like, if eight years ago, if someone was like, hey, you know, yeah, hit up Scott Walt to sell your house or whatever. Like, you know, there probably would have been people that were. Like, yeah, probably they would have laughed. They would have laughed. And they would have laughed. Per- and with me, like, as a personal trainer, like, I never really saw what I was doing to my reputation as someone in health and fitness. But like, if you're personal, you know, it, I, I guess I managed because I was able to stay in good shape because I, I mm-hmm. felt like I could out train my, my habits, but I mean, Same. You, know, like, yeah. you don't want, yeah, exactly. I mean, we were both able to do it because of just because of a work ethic and, and some decent genetics, but you know, mm-hmm. what <laughs> I, I, the acts, you know, the, the success of my business now, and I'm turning more clients away than I'm even training. And um, you know, when your trainer's out like partying and womanizing and all this other stuff, like you're going to maybe try to find the guy who has, you know, two kids and, and, uh, you know, has a more stable lifestyle. So it really only benefited my business to kind of slowly back away from that. Cause I didn't really realize that. Yeah. A lot of people liked me and I did train a lot of people. I trained a lot of the wrong people. They're training bottle mm-hmm. girls and things like that. Or like, those are not your, those are not your, uh, perfect client. Your perfect client is like a 52 year old doctor who like will never miss a, sh- a session because he or she has like <laughs> specific goals and expendable income. And, you know, they, they, you guys have a, a respect on a professional level, you know, those are the people you want. So, um, so, you know, you're not going to get that when it's like <laughs> when you're taking off Saturdays because you're laying in bed, like, you know, brutalized from the night before. Yeah, no. And I mean, that's the thing I look at all the time and, uh, just effort and money and just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't have any regret for those experience because to be quite honest, a lot of the network yes. I have that's benefited me in the fitness industry, in the real estate industry and anything I've really ever done came from those contacts I made in nightlife and hospitality. But at the same time, it's kind of like you said, for years, I would like try to balance like a lifestyle of like going out partying five, six nights a week, and then just like trying to out train like alcohol abuse or like a bad diet. And it wasn't really until for me that I stopped drinking altogether, that I was able to combine, you know, a proper training program, uh, along with proper nutrition to really just start to get the results I should have had 10 years ago. Well, exactly that. And like, and you're, you're a good proponent of this. You're not like a huge guy. But in a short period of time, you know, I know guys that have been doing, you know, competing in the physique game and all this stuff for a while. But in a short mm-hmm. time, just by getting rid of those, you know, a few things out of your lifestyle. I mean, look what you've done. Look what you did with your physique. I think I remember. Yeah. I, I remember bumping into you in a gym somewhere without seeing you for a while. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, this kid, this guy, like, <laughs> did he wrap himself in a co- fucking cocoon and, like, metamorphosize? Like, you know, so that's, you know, not, not, you know, just giving you credit where it's due. But it's funny how small. I appreciate that. Yeah. Small change you know, allowed you to build like a respectable physique. And, uh, and now like, look at the door, you know, like, you know, you're not a trainer. You're not, uh, you know, you do compete, but you're not someone who's, um, you know, this isn't your uh, career technically, you know, yet, I guess. Sure, sure. But I mean, you're now you've, 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 um, you know, you've learned enough about working out and, and got a nice enough physique where people at least take you serious. So that's a good feeling. Yeah, no, it honestly, I mean, I, I've been very fortunate to always have, uh, been coached by, you know, IFBB pros and also fortunate to be friends with quite a few guys who are obviously well connected in the industry or compete as well. So just really, again, going back to who I've surrounded myself with has really helped me over the last couple of years kind of carve out this niche I have in the fitness industry. But I'll tell you what's funny is um, so many people always ask me, why don't I coach? Why don't I uh, train clients? And to be completely honest, the biggest reason for me is, is that I never wanted to be just another guy with no certifications, just giving away bullshit information and, and wasting people's time and money. And so for me, it's something I consider that maybe I'll do in the future uh, once I achieve, you know, my IFBB pro status, hopefully. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, 
in anything I do, I want to be knowledgeable and informed and I want to make sure that I'm providing value to people. And so it's like, let's talk about, cause I'm sure this isn't bashing your competition, but I'm sure you do see a lot of unknowledgeable coaches, trainers and programs and being someone who is um, just the poster child for how to properly do a keto diet. What can you tell us about, you know, just in your experience, what you've seen with people who are, so far off base with the the fitness advice they're giving because there's so much bad fitness advice out there right now. Oh, well, there's just tons and tons and tons of it out there. Now, first of all, there's no, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I mean, obviously like mm-hmm. there's millions of diets and uh, any diet that you follow will work. So it's not that like what I know. And then it, someone taught me this. So it's not like anything I do really. There's no, unless you're, um, unless you're, uh, you know, like, freaking Atkins himself or something like that. You know, you didn't come up with any of this stuff on your own. You right. have your own twist on it. But I mean, none of, you know, all this stuff is out there. Now, it's just like anything else. You have to do a level of research, you know, self-research, you know, on your own. Mm-hmm. And um, and then if, you, if you're still hitting a wall, then you need to seek out, you know, a, a, a professional that is going to know better than you. You know, I definitely wouldn't just wing it. I did that for a long time. And, you know, I had some success. But, you know, if you really want to have success, you need to find a professional and uh, you need to spend a little bit of money and, and you need, you're going to need to do it. So, I mean, as far as like, as far as man trainers and stuff out there, I mean, it's like the fad thing to do. Everyone's a trainer. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I just, you know, not to, not to go on like a hater thing, but I mean, I just, I'm definitely not impressed with most of them. Uh, most of them, most of them don't really take a lot of pride in their routines or, or um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I've been doing it so long that I can walk in the gym and I can look at someone. I know exactly what I want to do with them. And then, you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of, uh, have enough OCD where I can, you know, I'm pretty good at associating what we need to do and what we've done and, and then changing it up constantly. Some, some trainers are more organized with me as far as like writing everything down and this and that, but you know, I, I kind of have my own system, but as far as like, if you're just being a trainer to, to say that you are one, like it's, you're going down a tough road. You're never going to make much money. Um, you're never really going to change anybody's life. And, you know, you are taking these people, mo- people's money and they're trusting you. So if right. you're not, uh, if you're someone who just like, I don't know, like, yeah, just, I'd say if, if you can't take it serious enough to be good at it, you should do something else. And then, um, you know, I don't know, like just, just keep like the people just need to stop like running their mouths and just hating so much on other trainers. Just worry about what mm-hmm. you're doing and, yeah. you know, and it'll be good. But some of these people in Scottsdale, especially, oh my God, they just, I'm not going to name any names, but these people are like going on like five minute rants on their stories about shitty trainers and stuff. It's like, why don't you worry about yourself, bro? Cause I, I mean, I, yeah, exactly. You're not very good yourself. And maybe it's maybe cause you should be spending more time, you know, like working with the right individuals, to become a better trainer rather than, uh, you know, rather than just talking shit. <laughs> well, and it's like we were talking about earlier where, you know, the, the pie at this point is big enough for everybody. So it's kind of like, if you just focus on your niche or what your specialty is, I think that's what transcends. And people see that where for you, obviously you are an absolute beast, but the fact that you're keto as well, I mean, I think that's a huge feather in your cap because I can't say that I know anyone else who properly follows a keto diet as specific as you do. Yeah, no, I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, it's definitely not easy, but I mean, it's just, I love the way that it makes me feel. And, uh, and I love showing other people it. I do like, I will like, I'll be honest, like, you know, like probably eight out of 10 people I, I show to like, love it. They dig it. Not, that doesn't mean they stay mm-hmm. on it forever, but I try to give them the tools so that if they want to like shed some weight, they can, they can jump right back into it. You know, I try to actually teach them the theory behind it, but I do have people occasionally that are just like, they're not down with it. And that's fine. I don't like, I don't get angry either. I've actually had, I had a, a client recently who like was afraid to tell me she just didn't like it. And um, mm-hmm. she thought I was going to be like offended, but I'm like, no, <laughs> like, literally she's like, she just wasn't following in stuff. And I was like, Hey, like, you know, like if you don't want to do it, like you do not have to. And there she's like, Oh my God, thank God. Like, I just, I just don't think it's for me. Like, I just know my body. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, guess who knows your body. Guess who knows your body better than me? You do. You know? So, exactly. Yeah, you have to, and, and, yeah. 
that's the same advice I always give to people because people always are sliding in my DMs or messaging me or calling me and saying, what's the best diet? And to be honest, the best diet is going to be whatever diet and, and fitness plan you can stay most consistent yeah. with. So if that's, whatever you know, you three can days a week, four days a week, whatever yeah. you're going to be the most consistent with over the longest period of time, that's what's going to give you the results. And people want to know always, what's the secret sauce? Just stay consistent. Yes, yeah, so whatever diet works for you is going to be the best diet. And I mean that, I mean that like, you know, if you're, I guess it's like this. I always joke, like when I, when I'm, I always try to start small with diets and stuff and keto is a big change mm-hmm. for people, but it's like when you go to school on the first day of eighth grade, like they don't just load you up with a bunch of homework. So, because like, because they're setting you up for failure. So any diet you're getting on, you need to make sure that you're ready to commit to and you understand it and you understand how it works. I think with mm-hmm. like some of these macro diets and things like that, um, it's not that they don't work, but people don't understand why they're working. And right. And, uh, and if you don't understand the diet, you're not going to, you're not going to get the hang of it as much. So you need to make sure that you know why, you know, don't just let a trainer give you a diet or a nutritionist give you a diet. Try to at least understand why it's working and you're going to have a way better, uh, way better chance of making the right, you know, food choices and having a better relationship with your food. I would agree with that a hundred percent. And I mean, I think when you understand why it is, you know, you're eating a certain diet or you're training a certain way, it it helps you realize that this is basically just what you have to do to reach whatever your fitness goal is. And I think oftentimes people want results so fast and they don't realize it takes time. And I mean, for me, like, yeah, people probably, I didn't post on social media for a while after the food poisoning because I wasn't really uh, all that comfortable with how my physique looked. But then it was once I finally recovered, I was actually started posting again because I was really proud of the progress I had made. And now from that point, anyone who genuinely knows my story of what I've been through, the highs and the lows, you know, anytime I post a shirtless selfie, there's probably a lot of people who look at that and think, what a douchebag. But for me, I post that because I go, this is the progress I've made since I nearly died in a hospital bed two years ago. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I think that, uh, I think that, um, you know, everyone should have like a level of like, not just confidence, but yeah, no, you need to like appreciate your gains and stuff. And, um, I, yeah, I got, I mean, I don't really see you posting anything like anything that's like, uh, I mean, I don't think I've ever been like, Oh, what the fuck Scott? You know? I mean, I, <laughs> I won't lie. Like if you guys know me, like I have, I have a real comedic sense to all my stuff. So like, some, of yeah. stuff, some of my stuff gets a little crazy and raunch, but it's, it's usually more for a laugh. And like, I don't really take myself very serious, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I think that for you, it's like, like I just said earlier, like you, you made such a, like a hardcore transformation. When I first met mm-hmm. you, I just kind of thought you were just a skinny bartender guy, you know, that with like, a I was, I was, yeah. I was just a skinny, basic bitch. Yeah. No, I <laughs> guess so you mean like for you to put, to put together a solid physique, not only that, but you know how to train. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you work, I appreciate that. Yeah. You work with people that do, but I mean, that is the thing, dude. Most people just do not know how to train. Like they don't know how to squeeze and put sets together and things like that. I'm like, man, how did you like, what do you, you just waste your time at the gym. So yeah, you definitely learn that. That's good. Cause that's, that's what I try to teach my clients is like, why, why are we doing the things we're doing? So training the right way is always going to give you more results. I mean, that's, that's just facts. Yeah. And it's not that hard. Uh, it just, and then the, you know, the ego lifting has got to, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm a victim of it sometimes because I like to show off. Same. Some of- <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you know, but at the at the same time, like you're not afraid to lift with me, you know, you you're not, you know, there there there's guys that don't want to lift with me or like or they don't want to lift with me if they're not like in prime condition, you know. So that's uh, that's see for me, I it, it's again like we talked about earlier, I get motivated by being around guys who are ahead of me in whatever aspect of my life. So I come and train with you, you know, we talked about it in the vlog a little bit. I'm five eight on a great day, about one seventy one seventy five. You know, you've got me on size, you've got me on weight, but at the end of the day, that just means, yeah, you're probably going to work a, a bit heavier than me. So what does that motivate me to do? Train harder. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, close the gap a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the thing is people are sometimes afraid of a little hard work, but what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I get better? Oh, my gosh. God forbid. Yeah. No, and I'm like, I'm like somebody that like, I, you know, I don't know if I have a screw loose, but I mean, I, I enjoy like. I enjoy getting just beat up in the gym. Like I'm training with, yep. I'm doing legs tomorrow with Dennis James, you know? So, <clears throat> Oh, good known, luck, bro. Yeah, who's exactly. Who's <laughs> known to have like probably one of the gnarliest leg workouts. So every, everyone keeps saying that to me. Everyone keeps saying, oh, have fun with that or good luck. So I think, yeah, it's, well, but I'm just well, excited. DJ, 
Yeah. DJ's a beast. He's an absolute legend. Tell him I say what's up. I haven't actually seen him in a while since probably I competed in the Dennis James Classic uh, last year. But, yeah, he, again, very motivational. He's just a beast. So you guys are probably going to have a sick workout. Yeah, a lot of knowledge there. And that, that just goes back to mm-hmm. what we were talking about. Like, I'm, I've, you know. I would love to say I'm a master trainer, but I mean, do I know more than Dennis James? Like, fuck no, you know. So I'm going to go. <laughs> At learn. least you're honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I definitely have my own principles, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, this is why I, I seek out, you know, other gurus and coaches and stuff, so that you know, eventually when I'm 40 and 50, people are seeking me out for my Mr. Miyagi like wisdom. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. Well, so with everything you've got going on, I mean, everyone always asks me like why do you work so hard? Why do you go so hard? I mean, my answer is the same every single time. It's never going to change. I work hard so I can give back to my friends and family. So what, what is your why? Like, because like I said, you go harder than me and I think I go pretty hard. Oh man. You know, like I'll be totally honest. Like I have this chilling, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's like, I, I won't be afraid to like admit this, but I have this chilling fear in the back of my neck that I'm wasting my time here. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I want to be like, I want to leave a legacy behind me. Like I always joke around, like I want to carve my face in the Mount Rushmore of fitness. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, not just because I'm like, I put out the funniest videos or because, you know, I, I have a, the sickest physique, you know, I'd love to have a good balance of everything, but I like mm-hmm. to be like, wow, that guy actually like, you know, brought, brought something to the table in this, in this industry. And it sounds like cheesy and Disneylandy, but like, I, I like won't be happy until I'm able to do, you know, like I, you know, we, we talked about it the other day, but, um, you know, doing this um you know influencer lifestyle you know uh shooting youtube things like that it's not really mm-hmm. work to me like i enjoy the shit out it's of it it's not work i, I mean it is work because it, it takes a lot of time like people don't realize like so we just bought a drone the other day and i mean learning how to fly this thing not crashing it setting it up breaking it down getting the cameras like i mean just to go to the gym and try and get a scene of us driving the car out of the the, the condo complex Dude, we're talking over an hour and a half. So good thing no one took their pre-workout beforehand. But at the same time, I love what I'm creating in the process of that. So do I mind that it took me an hour and a half to technically get out the door and go to the gym? No, not at all. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you guys don't know this, but Scott edits, like, most of his own stuff. So, like, yeah, that's, like, really, gosh, that's one thing I won't lie. Like, I fucking can't stand doing. Like, like, (laughs) I appreciate that. You gave me some credit the other day. Like, oh, man, if you had all the time I had, you know, like, you're training constantly, you know, I'm able to, because of my career, I'm able to have more time. But, like, part of me is, like, part of my uh, day is, like, an excuse to not have to do some of the tedious things. Like, oh, I'd I'd rather just pay God to edit my stuff because, you know, or else I – I just your video so guy is great, though, and I mean that's yeah. where it comes back to best use of your time, where you know that your strong suits, your knowledge, your expertise is going to be best used. You know, putting those hours in in the gym. Whereas for me, it's more so. Sometimes, some days, my hours are better spent behind the computer, and it's that's why I think you and I work so well together, is because we're kind of the yin and the yang, you know. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I think I totally agree with you on that. And you don't even mind doing it. Like you don't complain about it. Like that's, no, that's, a, that's I love a first it. dude. Most people like just complain and complain about editing or like uh, photographers or videographers. They literally make you feel guilty about it. They're like, well, I'm going to go spend, you know, the four next, the next four days of my life editing for you. It's like, all right, bro. Like <laughs> my bad. I love it. Like honestly. And, and I mean, I don't get paid to do it. You know, outside no. of what I make off of any of my content, which, you know, a lot of my content is new. So we're still working on monetizing some things. But the reason I do it and I put so much time into it is because I've always been creative. I always just love creating, but I just want to put dope shit out into the world. And I say it all the time where it's like whether it's graphic design, web design, videography, photography, YouTube videos, my Instagram posts, whatever it is, like everything anyone sees, I basically want to make it so dope that it doesn't really leave much margin for error where people can talk shit and be like, yo, this dude's content sucks because that's the last thing I ever want. Oh yeah, no. And you're good. You know, you are like good at, um, at taking critique too. Like some people, man, they yeah. get super sensitive about that and you're never going to get good unless you like listen to like what the, what people like to see and stuff. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, people want to be entertained. And like, I mm-hmm. think I watched Rich Piana said something funny where it's like, I can put out like, you know, I can, I can give people like gym tips that are like worth, you know, thousands of dollars or they can watch me get an In-N-Out burger. They're going to watch me get an In-N-Out burger, but yeah, you know, if you can have a little bit of balance, I think that's great. So, 
Well, I think, I think too, like, let's talk about your content for a little bit, because honestly, like your content is so quality, like from the time you're investing to not just film it. Um, I know you've got a guy who does help with the edits, but actually writing the content because you have a lot more of like skits and scenarios that are for lack of better words, fitness comedy bits. And it's just so well thought out, man. How do you think of this stuff? Gosh, I don't know. It's just the way my brain works, I guess. I, I, I just, you know, so the main, so with my main motivation with this comedy stuff, I've always like, liked to do like, if you watch some of my stuff, I have like a lot of informational segments and things like that. I talk about dieting, mm-hmm. I talk about training, but like this COVID thing was like so bumming me out and bumming everybody out. So I was like, I really genuinely like wanted to put something out there that was funny. And so that's when the Home Depot video came out. I actually, my buddy Peter <laughs> was the one that said, oh, gyms are closed. I might as well go lift sandbags at Home Depot. I'm like, oh my God, that's fucking genius. So yeah. like, I do take inspiration from a lot of like what other people say. But like, I just, I just try to think of stuff that's relatable and funny. And I'm also not afraid to like cross the line, you know, in a respectable manner. I definitely don't tease. Yeah. I definitely don't tease anybody. But um, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, I come up with an idea and then, I just kind of, you know, write it down. And then really a lot of the magic happens like right on, on like set, if you will, like, a, you know, sure. the one that comes out this week is fucking hilarious. I can't wait for everybody to see, but I know about- you, you were, you were messaging me before we jumped on this podcast tonight and he like, wouldn't even give me any hints or teasers what it was. All he said was it's my funniest video yet. And I thought the home Depot video was like incredible. Um, so I'm just sitting here. I'm like, okay, how, how is he about to top that? Because if you're saying it's better than the Home Depot video, I'm about to have my mind blown. Yeah, no, this is hilarious. It's it's definitely uh, it's definitely a little more raw, but it was but it uh, it all came together really at the location. So that's where a lot of it is. It starts with like a little seed, and then once once we're on set, that's when I really kind of start to come out of my shell, which is nice mm-hmm. because sometimes when you're doing this stuff, you're like, oh my god, I really hope this is funny. Like I hope that this is yeah. This, I hope that this isn't just funny to me, and it's gonna be right. funny to other people because. That and like my my humor, I like to say is like kind of dry, and the comedians mm-hmm. I like are are not necessarily like liked by everybody. Like, um, so you have to stop find stuff that's like. If, I mean, if you want to get any traction, you have to find stuff that is going to be liked by the masses. But I also like to stay true to my true to my comedic uh, roots. So I'll probably um I'll probably I'll, you'll you'll be the first one on the list, but I'll probably come October do. Uh, my first stand-up gig here as well. Oh my gosh. You know what? I can't even think of like any other really jack guys that do comedy, maybe carrot top, but I don't even think he's that swole anymore. Yeah. Right. No, he was getting pretty, he was supposedly, supposedly he was dabbling in the old synthol or something for a while. I heard. I would, I, I would believe that. I mean, look yeah, at his but, arms, but I mean, I, I yeah. would have expected that guy to get on stage with the physique he built. And then instead he just wanted to shock people on yeah. comedy stages. But um, no, I did. I did. A, I did like an open mic once, and like one drunk girl goes, "You're not. You don't look very funny." I was like, "Well, good thing you look fucking funny for both of us." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was gonna, gonna say. I think for you, what people don't expect is like most bodybuilders are very rigid. They're very like, "I eat chicken and rice." Blah blah blah. Like they sound like robots. They act like robots. And like, dude, you are this big jack dude, but you have so much personality, and you're just like such a teddy bear too that it's funny when people hear you speak and hear your sense of humor like they just gravitate towards you because you are one of the funniest guys too oh well i mean it all goes back to like i I, i'm super confident i'm super cocky like but at the same time i try to level it out with humility because i really Mm -hmm. don't i really don't take anything that serious yeah so like i do there i do have like when i'm in the gym like i have this you know crazy intensity there's like certain codes and rules i live by that are you know like super you know, there's super intense about me, but at the same time, I try to soften it with, with, uh, you know, my humor and stuff because everyone in this world takes everything way too serious. Yeah. And, um, especially fitness, fitness is just so like, it's so, and then, and, and then like, you know, I love being motivating. I'd like, I post a lot of motivated, motivational stuff, but like, it mm-hmm. just gets to the point where it's like, you know, if you believe that you can achieve it, if you can achieve it, it's just like this bad self-help book after a while. <laughs> and, uh, and I just can't, you know, I can't, you're not, I'm just not going to be that guy. I decided, you know, I definitely do want to do like motivational speaking eventually, but it's, I want it to be relatable because, um, at the end of the day, dude, like life is just too damn funny not to, not to poke at some stuff. And then, and, um, I don't know, I, I, I literally had a lot of people reach out to me and say that they're like, man, I really needed a good laugh. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah. it's just, 
shit's just been so bad. It's been, and I guess the, the other reason is it's been the worst for the fitness industry. If you live in Arizona, mm-hmm. I mean, holy cow, like talk about getting a, a, a industry being targeted. I mean, right. So you have G- people that are like, are gyms still closed? Out. I don't even know. Uh, gyms in Arizona them, might I still believe, be closed. <laughs> I believe some of them are. I mean, you're talking about an industry where people are working out and they're trying to stay sane and, um, and they're like literally like depressed, you know, like, they're, like I, I know I would be, if I didn't, I was lucky enough to be able to work out this whole, uh, you know, quarantine. I'm in, mm-hmm. I'm in probably the best shape of my life because I had no distractions, but yeah, and there's same. some people that literally gain 30 pounds and they're like, they want to like freaking like hurt themselves. I can't, I can't stand hearing that. Shit. It was, was really tough. Like seeing just how people were reacting to the gyms being shut down. I mean, I know you were very fortunate. I was too, where like, I think we had very similar scenarios where like, we found places we could train people who had access to facilities reached out to, I know me personally, and we're like, Hey, I, if you need somewhere to train, I can allow you access when, when you need to. And I was just so grateful for that alone, but it, it was crazy to me that in a, we're worried about like our health. We took away the health facilities. Oh yeah. It's kind well, of ironic. If, if people don't, yeah. The one thing I'm the proudest of, and it's almost like it almost, it's crazy to even think that it was the same year, but you know, back in March, like I literally the day after we closed down, I got back from Mexico mm-hmm. and I went and I, I hit up everyone I knew. And then I went right online and I got as many weights as I could get. And as many, I went and bought smart, and smart. And I, yeah, I started doing, you know, these boot camps in the parks and, you know, I grew that thing to like 180 different members. We did one day at the park that we had about 70 people oh, show up cow. and we used, yeah, we used four different fields. Like the, the park is segregated into four fields and I, I split them up into large groups in each field and they were all, you know, socially distanced. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I used my, my truck car horn to rotate them. I love so that. They would, they did, yeah. They did, they did 14 minute blocks. And then I, after 14 minutes, I'd bang, you know, I'd hit the horn four times and they'd rotate to a new station and Genius. I had different coaches there doing, and it was, yeah, it was fantastic. So, I mean, these people like literally still to this day, like, I thank you so much for what you did. So we did the park game for a long time. Mm-hmm. I still do it now. And, and I, I you know, this will be the last week that I do it before I move everybody inside. But, um, you know, so I like literally within two or three days, I set this boot camp up and it, it grew to, you know, a massive amount. And, uh, um, you know, that was, it was really cool for me because I, I got a lot of recognition for it. I didn't, I did it to survive, you know, you know, financially yeah. through it. But, um, so, you know, for me, the thanks were like, the thanks were, empty in the fact that like no don't thank me you know like, this is how i'm like paying my bills but they were like no you don't you don't understand like i the only thing i look forward to today mm-hmm. is coming here you know? yeah and i mean the fact that you started to move different i mean because shit i think you could look online right now and try to find like dumbbells in arizona or locally and it's still almost impossible because people just bought up so much fitness equipment once they realized they weren't going to be able to get into you know their local gyms for a while but yeah your boot camps were absolutely lit i know i would get up at like 6 a.m and yeah, I, I checked my phone first thing in the morning and I would see like literally you've already two or three different groups rather. And I'm like, this guy is killing it. And I haven't even had breakfast. Yeah, no, I mean, I was I dude, loading up that fucking, I, you know, loading up that truck every mm-hmm. day and unloading all this equipment. I mean, it was exhausting going to multiple parks and then having to market it. You know, that's the other thing, letting people know that we were there. But, um, you know, and then I built a gym in my home garage and, you know, I, I gave people access to use that mm-hmm. so i mean i just fought back and, and the only way that i could you know i just fought back this whole thing because you know we had cops coming to the park and i, I will say this you know in this day and age gosh no one has anything nice to say about cops but <laughs> nobody everybody just wanted to make sure that we were like being respectable sure. of the rules that we weren't just like you know pissing in the face of authority right. but i never had a cop i never i had cops show up over 20 times but I never had a cop or a park ranger show up who was disrespectful. They said, Hey, great job. You know, you guys are really trying hard to distance. You know, I had all these wipes out there. I had, you know, I, I, I ordered wipes, you know, uh, I had a, a friend that owned a, a Pilates studio. So mm-hmm. they had a, um, they had a contract with a big, you know, one of those big companies or whatever and ordered a shit ton of wipes. Everyone had wipes. Everyone, I had a guy that was, um, brewing his own hand sanitizer. Oh, so wow. everybody had their own hand sanitizer. Yeah. So we like, we took it serious. You know, it, it would have been nice to know that only six percent of people actually, yeah, that's, or whatever the statistic came out. That's a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode, right? Yeah, we don't have to go into that, but I mean, it, you know, we did our part, but yeah, it worked, and and uh, you know, I'm super fortunate that that we got to pull that off. I'm, I'm definitely, I, de- I guess, I could say there's a, everyone's going to remember this year 
but I'm definitely going to remember it a different way. Oh, for sure. But it just goes to speak to your drive, your motivation and your work ethic again, where, you know, you saw a problem and automatically just reacted to come up with a solution, not just to help yourself, but to help your clients because that was the right thing to do. So that's the thing. It's life. A lot of times is how you pivot, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different quotes. Like it's, you know, 90% of, or 10% of what happens, 90% how you react to it, whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's all about how you pivot and you need to know how to pivot. And, you know, if you've never faced any adversity, you, you have to be open to it because you may twist into something better than what you were doing. And fate has a funny way of forcing you into having to find a different Avenue, but you can't, you, at the end of the day, you just can't throw your fucking hands up and just say, I'm not going to play. You know, you have to, yeah. you know, you, you have to try something. So if I could give any, you know, to get serious for one second, if I could give anybody advice that's listening to this, you have to accept adversity and try to, you know, everyone says, oh, we'll make the best of it. But if you, if you really say, okay, what, you know, what do we have to do to make this work? Or, okay, I lost my job. What do I have mm-hmm. to do? to make this work and you just you just you just start working your way down that list like you will make it happen it's not it's it's definitely a lot of work but it's it's not impossible so you know i think if anyone's uh if anybody's hopes or confidence was shattered during this point it's not too late just Mm -hmm. pivot hard as fuck and then just move in that direction and just don't let anything slow you down i i couldn't agree more i mean it's like they always say um you know, invest in yourself. It pays the best interest. And that's exactly what you've always done. That's what I do. And that's like, we're, we're just very fortunate to be having, you know, the opportunities we are right now, but it's also a reflection of, you know, believing in yourself and just being relentless in that pursuit of what, what makes you tick every single day. Um, so I know we've talked a lot about collabs that you and I are going to be doing in the future. So I hope you guys listening, stay tuned, not just this podcast, but also to the Instagram, the YouTube, Sean and I have been cooking up some crazy good ideas. Um, so we've got a bunch of things we're going to be collabing on, but what else do you have in the pipeline? What else is next for Sean land? Well, let's see. I, I got the, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting with, uh, I'm shooting with Dennis tomorrow. I have the Marcus Haley YouTube coming out where we killed shoulders. You know, me and um, uh, me and Davey, you know, Michael, if you guys don't know who he is, he's a pretty decent sized influencer. Mm-hmm. Me and the crushed chest. Mm-hmm. That video will be coming out. We had a lot of fun doing that. That was a goofy one too. Um, I'm shooting another funny one this week. Hopefully that it's going to be, <laughs> I'm excited for this one. Cause this one touches on the more of the realism of the, uh, more of the realism of the, uh, you know, of things in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be starting my own podcast here soon. Let's go. Gonna, yeah. started kind of highlighting, you know, great Arizona kind of just, uh, you know, great Arizona individuals, people mm-hmm. that you guys will, people that you guys will probably know of. Um, none of, you know, there's no like blockbuster people, but there's going to be a few people on here. I know some of you guys have seen and some of you sports fans will know. So, um, that's awesome. you know, that's kind of, network. But I'm excited to travel, man. I want to go. I'm going to get out to LA and work with some people. I'm going to get out to Vegas with you. Yeah, and work with some people. We've got some big talks lined up. Yeah, I think we talked about Dallas. So those are going to those are about three states that me and uh, me and Scott are going to be uh, infiltrating here soon and and having fun with some of you guys out there. So we're excited. If anybody wants to work with us or or you guys, anyone listening knows of anybody that we would collaborate with, let us know because we're open to working with anybody. Just in the last ten days, I've been in Vegas. I mean, I've been so fortunate to train over at this facility out here called uh, Fit Club LV. Shout out to the owners of that spot. Um, the owner, Ryan, has just been like an absolute homie ever since we met. So I've been fortunate to train there. And I think you've probably seen it on my Instagram. It's literally like if you combine a nightclub and a gym into one, it is just a vibe. That's the only way I can describe it. And um, we've been training there, but it's just a great facility. And the people that I've been meeting, I mean, I'm going everywhere with my vlog camera. So of course people are asking who I am, what I do, but I mean, I've probably met over a hundred people in the Las Vegas fit fam in the last week. And I mean, just all good quality people. So if you guys are looking to collab and link up with us, uh, the quarantine 2020 tour is definitely happening soon, coming soon to a city near you. So definitely slide in our DMS and let us know. Cause we just want to make some dope content, right? Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it's just, I can't, it's got to have a great idea that involves us on the beach when, uh, oh, it's going to be a fun one. I'm excited for this one. So look out for this one. I just, I just hope my abs look better than yours when we do that challenge, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I, right. I know. I know. Well, I mean, shit, 
there's when there's a will, there's a way. I'm gonna have to do like a little where mini cut. Where there's a where there's a where there's a where there's a wolf, there's a way. I'm gonna yeah right. You're you're gonna have to give me like a maybe eight to twelve week window so I can kind of do like a small little competition prep before we film that video in little Cali. <laughs> yeah, just show up fucking show up fucking dehydrated and just looking just ter- just just nasty. Man, thank you so much for your time and jumping on this podcast tonight. You guys listening to this at home, where can they find you online? Um, well, they can find me on Instagram at Sean Land, just my name. You can go to my website. It's www.landoffitness.com. And those are going to be the two best ways to find me or just go to my YouTube page, Sean Land, and like and subscribe. I'm still kind of still trying to build the YouTube up, but I really would recommend you guys going on there because um, the stuff I put out is like, it, it definitely is a good time. It definitely will, will give you a good laugh. And then I also have some pretty good collabs with people on there. If you're looking for, um, if you're going to do an arm day, chest day, shoulder day, you know, go onto my page because I'll have videos on there with like pro, you know, IFBB pros are going to show off their workouts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, I don't know if you're even, even me till this day, but if I have a, a back day coming up, I'm like, damn, I want to mix it up or what, what else can I do? You know, I go online and I look at, I look at other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for some new stuff, go on my page for workouts, um, check out some of the comedic relief. And then guys also, I give out free stuff all the time, whether it's supplements, services, all that stuff. So whether you're local or not, I reward people, whether they're in state or out of state. So, you know, uh, you know, pay attention to my shit. Cause you get free stuff sometimes. Well, man, thank you so much again. And guys stay tuned. We've got so much more good content coming up, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And until next time, peace.